Fly a socks and dime. Welcome to you guys here at Yum. It almost feels like a nice family reunion because I see so many familiar faces from my days and times here uh, within Louisville. And so I am the Chief Information Security Officer. And so a little bit about me and my background. So I've got, hold on, are you going to keep me in a box or can I walk? <laughs> you, Just in the you front. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Okay, got I'll it. I'll follow you. Got it, okay, got it. And so I'm a walker. And so, but I've got approximately 30 years you know, in the space. And so the origin for me started, I did 11 years in the Navy as an intelligence officer with a focus on cybersecurity. So two aircraft carriers, a little bit of time on the submarine, right? So I had a good time, you know, serving Uncle Sam for that time frame. After that, I did a brief stint. I went from cyber and IT, I went into marketing. I went to work for Kraft Foods as a marketer. I was the associate brand manager for Kraft's Cheese Whiz product. Right? So my mantra has been, if there's anything in life, I'm not going to sit on the sideline and say woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm going to try it. Now, how in the world I got to craft, that's a long story. That's a different conversation. That's probably over half the hour in drinks. I guarantee you, you will laugh your butts off on that one, right? So some of you have heard that. However, after craft, I then had the opportunity to come to Louisville, right? So the marketing job was interesting for me, but it's not what I wanted to do. So I won't say it was a bad experience but it certainly told me what I did not want to do. Now, I'm originally from Georgia, so I have thin blood, thin skin. That craft role was in Chicago, two Chicago winners. Told my wife, look, the next job is IT, preferably cyber, anything south of Chicago, I don't care what it is, we're out of here. And fortunately, GE came calling, and so that's what brought us to Louisville. So been here a total almost 18 years, nine years with GE Appliances. See some of you folks in the room. Uh, I then went to spend time with Brown Foreman leading their uh, global security program. So I am contributing to your depletions, right, <laughs> with, with Jack and Woodford. And then I've been here with Yum for approximately three and a half years, maybe four years uh, come, come June, right? So as Doug and I are talking about this topic, he's like, well, I said, we really want to have you come to this group and talk, right? And he's like, well, what do you want to talk about? I was like, hell, I don't know, Doug. I mean, what do you mean? There's so many things we can talk about, right? And so I said, well, what I can tell you is, I got a lot of shit going on right now within my job that's stressing me the hell out, right? That I'm trying to figure out how do I navigate and how do I manage this? And from that conversation, we're like, that's it. Thriving in the tech tornado, right? How do you navigate that personal resiliency amidst IT chain, right? <clears throat> so I know some of you are coming in thinking, hey, Elias, this is great. We've got a packed room. You're coming in like, Elias is going to give us the goods. He's going to give us the holy grail. All these answers and how in the hell we're going to make this, Elias crack this code. No, I haven't. What I am going to share with you are things that you guys already know. Some of you do today. Some of you will probably start after this session, right? But I'm not going to tell you anything any different. When we talk about that personal, personal resiliency, these are things that you are in control of and can use to actually help you navigate throughout this tech tornado, right? And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. And so Peter Drucker, Ryan, thank you for this. Peter Drucker, one of his books, talks about stress. So when you're feeling stress in your life, that is life trying to teach you a lesson. It is pushing you a certain direction. Saying, hey, you need to learn this lesson. Where most of us fail is we miss the lesson. We don't adhere to it, right? And so, but today, we're going to talk a little bit about stress. But I'm going to share with you seven things that will help you, I think, navigate do this tech tornado and maintain your sanity, right? So I came up with an acronym. There's seven things. It is called CAMP BMC. Now, CAMP is rather easy and straightforward. The BMC piece, 
hey, I had three letters left. I couldn't get that creative. I told you. I didn't do well in marketing, so you're not going to get a lot from that perspective, right? So I came up with something, CM, you know, PMC, so it is what it is, right? And so, but I will make uh, this material available to everyone after the fact, right? So you can have it for reference in these things, right? So the first thing, C, starting with camp. This is that continuous learning and developing your skills, right? If you think about whatever tornado, whatever situation that you're facing, what got you to your current position today won't get you to where you need to be, right? So one of the things that we all have to continue to do is make sure that we're advancing ourselves by being that continuous learner, right? I, for one, I don't read books. I listen to them, but I don't read them often. My wife gets on me about that, right? So, but I will listen to them, but you gotta have this appetite to wanna go in and continuously learn, right? Now, there are a couple ways in which people can learn. It can be through books, it can be through relationships, it can be through events like this, right? So, but you have to be that continuous learner to make sure you stay sharp and current on what you're trying to work and navigate through. Stay informed on industry trends, right? So, everyone's heard about Gen AI, right? All right, how many of you guys looking at that planning in that space? A couple hands, right? Okay. How are you learning about it? You're going to various podcasts, blogs, etc., and those kind of things, right? So you got to make sure that you stay connected on the latest you know, industry trends so that you stay current, right? Proactive skill development. This is one where, like I said before, what got you here will not get you there. I think as we got into the, the meeting here, you know, Doug asked who was looking for their next you know, opportunity. Right, and what very much happens in your case, sir, is that as you're trying to explore different opportunities, these kind of things, you're often going to find you have to be proactive with developing that skill set. So what that does is it opens additional opportunities become available to you in that regard, right? So the first one is C, continuous learning and developing skills. All right, we good? Yep. All right, I gotta use these notes because there's a lot here and I'm gonna have my, you're gonna see me do this back and forth with these glasses, these are bifocals and they're killing me but uh, my wife tells me I need them. A, adaptability in the face of change. Okay, really think about some of the things you're currently going through, what you may be experiencing, right? This is always talking about based on how technology changes at the way that it does, at the speed that it does. Let's be honest, being in IT for us as professionals, this is a tough space to be in, right? We got impressing deadlines, realistic expectations set for us, and then just trying to keep up with the pace of what's happening you know, uh, out in technology itself. So you have to have the right mindset and growth when we start talking about this, right? And this is why the first step to doing this is you have to have a growth mindset, right? A lot of times folks will get into a situation, we get so focused on the problem itself, and it's like, I can't get past it, right? I think your slide was saying, hey, how am I staying up at night thinking about these things? I'm thinking about this one particular problem. You have to turn around and employ kind of a growth mindset to say, see an opportunity for what it is, that challenge as for what it is, it's an opportunity to get better. Jocko Willink, he's a retired Navy SEAL, he's a motivated speaker. In one of his talks on YouTube, he takes any challenge that he faces, if he doesn't get it, he says, good. I didn't get the budget I wanted, good. I gotta build my strategy and go make a stronger approach. I didn't get the job promotion that I wanted, good. Time to get better, what skills I need to go after. So when you start thinking about that adaptability of change and how to have a growth mindset, that is a key way in which you go about in doing that, 
got to take that in. You've got to embrace that, right? If you don't, if you have a closed mindset, you're not going to continue to progress in your career. For me, one of the reasons why I think I've been successful is, is well, I don't even say successful. I got Garland and a couple others here, but I'd be like, ah, you got some work to do, brother. <laughs> you know, so, but one of the things I think that's allowed me to, to progress through my career has been that growth mindset. Not being just stuck on a problem, but yes, how do we solve it, right? Let's take this opportunity, let's get better, let's move it forward. Don't fixate on that. With this adaptability change, you also have to change your approach, right? So some of us grew up in the waterfall project days, right? Use that very sequential, lineal, those kind of things, right? In today's world, that doesn't work. You have to adapt to more of an agile type of approach. And you put it on your slide, we're all gonna do agile. You put that up, our lab's like, damn it, he, saw, he knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> But you have to change in your approach. You cannot keep that traditional way of doing things, right? You need to adapt to more things that are flexible, breaking that work down in small chunks so that when that change happens, it's not where, oh my goodness, I gotta go back and change this whole project plan. I now have a smaller piece that I have to focus on, right? And so put it in manageable pieces, but also change your approach. If you want to be more agile, don't be rigid. Have that growth mindset. Right? Don't be like, I've always done it this way, and you know, that's the biggest thing that starts a lot of conversations and meetings. We've always done it this way. Right? And the reaction is, okay, I need you out the room. Right? We need people to have a growth mindset. So that is A. Okay. C, A. Coming into M. Manage stress and burnout. Who in hell in this room is not stressed the hell out? Show of hands. You're not stressed? No? I work really hard. Okay, okay, I'm gonna come back to you on that, right? So for the rest of us that are stressed and trying to do that, that's okay, you need to write, I need to invest in you write a book. Um, a lot of us, you think about, this is the one that I particularly struggle with a lot, right? And once again, you think about uh, those of us in the profession, the demands of the job, the workload, and these kind of things. Managing stress is one of those things that's really tough to do, right? But there are a couple ways you can go about trying to manage that stress. One is, and it took me a while to learn this, is actually learning to block off time on your calendar and prioritize the work. I don't know about you all, my days consist of from probably seven you know, in the morning to eight to 8, 8 p.m. at night, nothing but meetings. <clears throat> when do I get the work done? I don't. I wait while I do get it done, but it impacts my quality time with my family, right? And so you run into this, that perpetual cycle of doing that. You've got to learn how to block off time on your calendar. And it took one of my mentors at GE to tell me this. You need to block off time on your calendar to do the work so you don't do the work when it impacts on your family time, right? And those things, very big and insightful for me. Got it. Love it, okay? Realistic expectations. We've all been in situations where someone comes back and says, hey, I need this, I need it now. We in IT are traditionally people pleasers, right? We want to say yes to everything. Hey, I know you said you need a month to do this. You can get this to me next week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Really? Right? So a lot of some of that pressure we put on, it's self-induced and it's self-inflicted. Sometimes we got to exercise that courage and push back and say, hey, set that expectation, right? But don't let it get to be unrealistic to where you can't manage it and you can't do, do it. If you continue to find yourself in situations where you have that stress, you know, you are allowing it to fester. Therefore, that contributes to your burnout. So... When I talk about personal resiliency, everything that I'm sharing with you all during the course of these seven things, these are things that you all, we all control. 
right, to get this back, you know, you know, under control, right? You do not have to live in that chaos. I didn't say that at the beginning. This is where you take control and manage what your world, your life looks like, right? A lot of what you were talking about earlier uh, in you know, his situation, his conversation, his pitch, to where you don't want to have those 15 questions come back to you and haunt you, okay? Promoting work-life balance. Oh, I'm really bad at this one, right? So once again, talking about how do you manage that stress and that burnout. So, so what do you do? You said you're not stressed out. You know, you work really hard at it. Talk to us. What do you do? How do you manage? So I do process improvements for healthcare and work IT space. On top of that, so uh, I do get stressed um, pursuing professionally everything else. But exactly what you just said, you have to walk off the time priorities. Figure out is this really that important and talk through it, uh, figure out what is actually causing that stress. Thanks to your risk management wallet info as well. So sure. Figure out the root cause. What is actually bugging me right now? Go address that. Just let it go. And I, I take all the time to myself too and just breathe and let it go. Um, well, does it work most of the time? No. But does it work most of the time? Yeah. Most okay. of gotten really sick in my past from being stressed and I refuse to do that again. Ah, so nice. work stressing anymore. Absolutely. And that's that point there is you don't let work control you run your day. Work is what you do. It's not who you are. Right. And so but this is why that piece about man, managing that work life balance is so important and how you go about that. Now, so for me, I'm bad at this. I don't do this well. I'm a workaholic by my nature and trade. I'm just that way. And my wife has come to accept that. My son is the one who brought in a, kink, a wrinkle in the king says, OK, I don't care what mom says. This ain't work for me. I need more of your time. Right. Um, <laughs> It actually works out for me to do this. My coping mechanism was saying the higher I went up in leadership, I said it's a lifestyle, right? I'm compensated to be this way. I'm always on call. I'm always on clock and all these things, right? But then when I talk to some of my, my mentors who are senior leaders, just like, hey, that's not right. I have a work-life balance. I'm able to draw that line between, you know, work and then, you know, the personal. That was just a real it's a struggle for me. It still is a struggle to, for this day. I'm glad you've kind of figured out how you've uh, processed and done things, and you're absolutely correct. A lot of times when that uh, stress comes in as well, we have a tendency to do the little small things first, and we take the big difficult things, we push them down the road, right, and we'll do them last, right? you got to be disciplined enough to turn around and do a flip it, do it to the front, okay? Got it. So that's M. So C-A-M. Talking about P. Promoting self-care. Right. So this is all around the thoughts process of taking scheduled breaks, you know, doing exercise and doing stress relief activities. Right. So I think there's an interesting statistic that says for an hour, you should probably spend 50 minutes at the stream and take 10 minutes to get up and go walk around, take a break. Right. Anything beyond that point is just going to it's just you're just spinning your wheels. Right. And those kind of things. Right. I will tell you, I've convinced myself I can go with the best of them. Right. I can work through lunch. I can almost work through dinner. I don't need, you know, drinks, right? I can go, go, go until eventually my body says, nah, wrong answer, try again, right? So, but you got to get into that habit in order to promote that self-care. Make sure you're getting those scheduled breaks in in that regard. You have to do it. If you work on a team and your team is very supportive of each other, I would like to think that you've got team members that care about you that will say, hey, you know what, man? You've been hitting it, hitting it lit pretty hard. You know, you probably need to take some time off. As opposed to saying, hey, I need this by tomorrow. Can you have it for me? Right? So you got to schedule those breaks, right, which you maintain uh, that time off. Incorporate physical activity. If anybody knows me, 
I'm a gym rat, right? You know, we were talking already, right? I'm an early riser. I'm up at the crack of dawn. You know, I turn around that army commercial. I get more done before 8 a.m. for everybody else does. That's me, right? Because I'm up at 3.30, right? Oh, don't cringe. Don't run from it. No, I saw you. Don't run, cringe from it, right? But, but understand there's a reason why I do that. For my time when I used to work at GE, I had a team in India. I would get up in early, check on a team in India for an hour, then go to the gym and get my workout in. But you got to get your workout in, right? You, the comment, the slide, the bullet on your slide is about health, right, and these kinds of things. No one's going to do that for you. You have to prioritize health, right? So for me, I do it every day. I got a history of family health issues, so I got to work out or brothers don't die. Right, so I gotta turn around and do that to make sure that I survive, right? So, but you gotta turn your physical activity, your exercise, you gotta do that. That is a huge the opportunity that turns around the effects and the benefits of exercise against stress. We know this, it works, right? You gotta prioritize your health and do your health first and foremost. No one's gonna do it for you, right? You know, and like you I think one of your slides made a comment too of, um, I wish I would have known my self-worth, right? No one says I ever wish I would have spent more time at work in these kind of things, right? Your health is your wealth. Your health is going to allow you to live longer, your to life to the full expectancy as possible. All right. And then stress relief, you know, techniques, right? So these are things such as meditation, you know, breathing exercises. Also as well, too, do what makes you calm, what makes you relax you, right? Some folks like to listen to music. Some people like to listen to books, gardening, taking walks. Those kind of things, right? So these are some of the things that you need to do, once again, to promote self-care. You gotta do it. No one's gonna do that for you. I really mean that. Okay. That is P, so that's CAMP. So that makes sense, C-A-M-P. Consolidating, you know, continuous learning, skill development, adaptability to flex, uh, to change, um, managing stress and burnout, and then promoting self-care. So now we get to the other part. The BMC is just, it's all jacked up. I just, I tell you, it is what it is, right? So the first one, B stands for building a supportive team culture, right? And this is kind of what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. A couple ways you can do that, right? Uh, when you think about trying to navigate through this, you know, this stress or this technology tornado that you're in, you really got to have a really good team that's supportive and how you guys turn around and work together, right? And so there are a couple ways you can do that. There's talk, things about, about opening and foster uh, uh, communi clear communications, team building activities, and then well-being centric, you know, um, it's a culture from this perspective. For me, within my organization, uh, I try to meet with all my direct reports. I, I do meet with them. I try to meet with their folks that support them. But in terms of trying to be very clear about what we're doing, you know, from a business standpoint, I talk about what the strategy is, where we're headed, what we're doing. I do this for a reason so the team understands where we're going and they can ask questions about that. By being clear in that communication and that direction, this is where hopefully they will understand you know, where we're trying to do and where we're trying to go. I think that once they understand that, it then goes to this concept of building a supportive you know, team culture from that perspective. Team building activities, you know, for example. And so when you have your team meetings, do you all conduct you know, team building activities, any icebreakers, those kind of things? Yeah, one head nod, yes, no, some, okay, you should, right? By doing these kind of things, you're breaking down that wall and providing folks an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. By forming that bond, that's how you start to improve that relationship, that communication gets better, and this is where you're now building that team supportive type of community that takes place. This is that culture that we're talking about, right? 
And then certainly that well-being culture, um, I will share with you and my team, we have that. But Yum takes that and makes that part of its culture. So here at Yum, we have Live Well Days. So in addition to the quarter, they'll add one day in on the calendar, and that is a Live Well Day. Okay? And from that perspective, I try to tell my team members, even though I know they, they don't do it, Carla, you may have some of this here in Nickelwich too. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any meetings on a Live Well Day. In fact, I don't even want to see you green on teams on Live Well Day. Now, the problem with that is they come back and reciprocate right back to me. So, Liza, what are you doing? Right? Are you online looking for us? Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just worry about do you, do you, right? Do you, right? And those things. But you got to understand, you've got to uh, make sure you have that culture of well-being, and you have to look out for each other. I'm not saying the team has to be a family and, hey, we're thick in, you know, blood and these kind of things. No. But life is tough in our professional careers, what we do. And so you have to have this thing about looking out for each other and just bonding. You've got to do it. No one person can do it by themselves, period. You can't. You can try it, good luck, but your health will suffer, your family will suffer, then life as a whole will suffer, right? So that is B. M, this is around mindfulness and emotional intelligence. And so has anyone been in a situation where, uh, either within your team, with another department that had a lot of, you know, conflict and just tough conversations, right? Anyone have a good example of which how they use either mindfulness or emotional intelligence to work through a particular issue? No one. Come on. Everyone, you mean tell me, oh, I see you, Doug. You mean tell me everyone at, at work, everything is cool? No one's fighting, your IT's not fighting with finance over these kind of things. Infrastructure and cyber. Garland knows this, we're, we're, we're neck and neck, we're inverse proportional, all these things, right? Trying to work through some things. No one's got those challenges. I think you have to bring everybody in the table to solve the issues, working together. If you are gonna be stuck fighting with it, you'll have to like, for a hundred foot house system, the chaos was minor. That's fine. Sure. Hold your point. And that's where I came in place and sat together with all the leaders and brought them together on a project to deliver for our organization as well as for the team. Because once you start blaming each other, there's going to be pain point every time. So yep. That's where you need to collaborate with them and bring them together on one table and resolve the issues. Yep, no, absolutely. So this is where that mindfulness and emotional intelligence comes in, right? So the mindfulness is one being aware and then non-judgmental. And then the emotional intelligence, having that EI ability to know the situation, to read it, to how to engage, right? We can easily step into a conversation and throw a grenade into that room and just walk away and let it go, right? What good does that do to solve the problem, to relationships, and those kind of things? It doesn't work. And so, but you got to work on having that EI, you know, that helps you through that situation. Now, if you personally don't have it, you need to find someone before you go into that meeting, find someone who does. Right, and that way they ensure that everything will move forward and as peaceful, you know, as hopefully as it can be. But you also want to find yourself develop that, that EI ability, so that when that conflict does arise, right, when you start to engage, and I'll use you know Garland, you know, so he is you know Garland's in our infrastructure group. I'm in cybersecurity. I've actually taken enough time to get to know him personally, and know what he's trying to do with his role in these things, and in that regard, right. Garland's also got a chance to know me as well, also. 
But every time I step into a situation with Garland or anyone else's team, my mother told me, I got two ears, I got one mouth. I'm supposed to listen more than I talk. I always seek to understand first before I go in and start making decisions or forming an opinion on everything. Also as well too, some situations, I try to be the last person to talk. And you might have seen me in some calls. Someone asked a question, I'll be the first one chime in. Oh, my feedback is don't be the first person to talk. Elias, stop, right? But you got to use that emotional intelligence to be able to connect with people, but also once again, be mindful enough and aware enough to, like I said, always stop back, learn, listen first before you engage, right? All right, last and final one. Crisis preparedness and incident response. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Garland, you know where we were last year, January, about this time frame, right? I do. Okay. Uh, upstairs. Were we prepared? <laughs> we were prepared. But close. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Maybe All not right. quite enough. Okay, well, I'm glad you feel that way. I was, I was shaking my boots and everything. So last year around this time frame, our young had a ransomware incident, right? So this is where I've been through a couple cybersecurity incidents in my time, but nothing to that magnitude. And so when you're in this leadership position, this goes to stress we were talking about earlier, and then you are this, this senior security guy, right? You have this crisis response team, and everyone stands, and you was like, okay, all right, Elias, what are we going to do? Right now, I got a physics degree. I'm an independent thinker. I do my best thinking. I don't do well on my feet. You put me in a room, we solve a problem all day, I'll come back to you with the best answer. You put me in a live situation and say, hey, what are we going to do for this kind of things? I got two left feet, but I'm stumbling and tripping over myself. But the thing that kind of helped when we had that incident was that we had an incident response plan. We had put one together, and we had exercised it, right? And so because we had done that exercise, when the actual incident happened, it wasn't so bad, right? Now... I was kind of like the duck. On above the water, I'm calm and cool. Folks, oh man, you handled that really well. And I said, well, you didn't see my legs under the water, or you didn't see this tornado that was going on internally. But I knew we had a plan which we're using to, to exercise to make that happen. So you gotta have a, a plan, right? That plan is going to allow you in that stressful situation to be able to respond with a level of quickness and timeliness, right? And so if you think about, once again, this tech tornado, everything that we're dealing with, Stuff happens all the time. There are cybersecurity incidents all the time. If I, I can't even come in and plan my day, I can try to plan my day. As soon as I get into the office, or even before I get into the office, bam, something's going on. What helps us get through that is we have a plan. The plan helps us do that. Continuous improvement for that plan, but also, too, um, risk mitigation preparedness. This is kind of what I was talking about as well also. Um, there are some companies that do those VR, those tabletops we were talking about. And I will share it with you. You want to actually test those out, right? A lot of folks will say, hey, I have a DR plan. It's administrative. They check the box. You're living through an incident and fighting that, that's not the time to start exercising that dog on a DR plan, right? There are certain things you can do up front uh, that will help you reduce that, that, that risk, therefore, that you can um, continue your plan uh, and not have a, a, a crazy reaction to it, right? So, but... C, that final C is for that crisis preparedness and incident response. And so what I want to do and tell in here is that what I've shared with you today, once again, I didn't bring anything to you that was earth-shattering, anything you didn't know, no, right? But it is about you having that discipline 
to be able to exercise and practice these things. And then what I would do subsequently after this meeting is certainly be sure to share that with you all. But I would say just remember, you have the acronym that's called CAMP, BMC, right? And so that's something you can use for that. And once again, I'm sorry I wasn't fancy and all foo-foo. Like I said, I didn't do well at marketing. It is what it is. <laughs> but these are things that I hope, once again, as you go through and navigate and work in IT, IT is hard, right? No one can turn around and do what we do. But understand that chaos that you're dealing with, that technology tornado, this is why I put in that personal resilience. The way you work through that, that is clearly dependent upon each and every one of you, right? You don't let your life control you and all those kind of things, right? They say you can't control what happens to you, but you can't control how you respond to it, right? Those seven things I shared with you that can't be seen is what I hope will help you navigate through that going forward. So, all right, thanks for your time. Thank you.